Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Diane Morgan began working with the angels in 2008 as a mystic, intuitive healer and communicator. Her business, Angel Navigation, was founded on her connection with the angels, who led her to many spiritual modalities for her soul's growth. Today, Diane Morgan is an author, spiritual coach, minister, and teacher, crystal angelic healer, angel therapy practitioner, angel intuitive and medium. She conducts spiritual clearing, release and healing, home and office clearing, and she is Tuesday night host of Angel Navigation with Diane Morgan on International Angels Network. Diane Morgan, good morning from New Orleans. Good morning from Texas. How is it? How is it in those beautiful hills? What is it like over there today? Oh, it is such an amazing blue sky with a light breeze Mm. Mm. and the beautiful, I call them nature angels are all around Mm. Uh, where I sit looking out my window. I see Canyon Lake Mm. and it is just absolutely magnificent. That's why we call it God's country. Uh, You have been with this wonderful work of uh, developing the tools of bringing people to the angels. You have this wonderful business I'm called Angel Navigation. Yes. Please just dive in. Tell us what motivated you to create it. What does it involve, you know, and why is it important? Oh, goodness. Well, my motivation would have been the angels. (laughs) Um, Once I had my awakening, so to speak, I I truly do not like the word awakening. I think um, we become aware of our Mm. connection. Could you tell us about that experience? Certainly. Um, I've always had my faith and I never doubted uh, the mystical magical world, just something in me. I always believed in the mystical magical world. Where did you grow up in Texas? I I grew up in Texas in Houston. actually. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, I have always been a clairvoyant dreamer. I so so to speak, I would dream things and they would happen. Mm. Nobody could explain why they would happen. Wow. Uh, when my, from the time you were young? From the time, from you the time were, I was young. Oh my my. Uh my first experience with spirit was I was about five years old and I kept hearing somebody call my name. Oh. 
And so I, it's the middle of the night and I'm following this voice Mm. and the, the drive inside was so much stronger than knowing I was going to get my butt whipped for going outside in the middle of the night. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh my goodness. What a vision. It was coming from outside. Oh my goodness. Oh, you just, just blew my mind with that image. My goodness. I had to see what it was because wow. something was calling me. Yes. And I've always had a connection with the full moon and it actually was the full moon that oh. night. Oh, wow. And I walked out and there was this beautiful, beautiful white wolf standing in my <gasps> yard. And we just, it was like connecting soul to soul. And, you know, rubbing my eyes, thinking I'm seeing things. Um, and then when it jumped the fence to go, it was like it just disappeared. And, of course, by that time, my parents were outside, and I'm getting fussed at for being outside barefoot in the middle of the night. And <laughs> and then it leaps away, and it leaps yes. away. Yes. And I said, but there was a white wolf, and my oh. dad started telling me that we live in Houston, Texas. There's no such thing as white wolves, you know, mm-hmm. and, and get back to bed. And I could hear my parents and my dad saying that I lived in an imaginary world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I talk to things that aren't there. I think I see things. And so as I've been going through my journey here, I've come to understand that all those imaginary friends, so to speak, we're our angels. We're spirit talking to us. Mm. You know, they say that the veil doesn't lift until we're six or seven. We get into public schools. We get out into society and start becoming attuned to society that, no, you didn't hear that. No, you didn't see that. Oh, that's not real. Oh, and oh. as children, our parents, our teachers, and it's not intentional, but they put such an imprint into us that this isn't real. Yeah. But even though that was there, I still believed it was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nevertheless, she persisted. Exactly. And then I would, I would have dreams, you know, um, wow. I would tell my mom about the dreams and, and, um, she would, you know, try to tell me it was just a dream or, uh, probably something I watched on television or, mm. and then when I dreamed of my grandfather's death, mm. And saw the automobile and told her about it. You know, again, it was just a dream. Mm-hmm. Two days later, I came home from school and I was in elementary school mm. and my mom was crying. Mm. And she had to tell me that my grandfather had been killed in an automobile accident. <sighs> now, my grandparents lived um, in the panhandle of Texas, mm-hmm. so we didn't see them all the time. But when she got the front page of his auto accident, it was the exact same vehicle I had seen in my car, in my dream. In your dream. Yeah. And did you tell her that? Yes, I did. And, you know, we talked about it and things would happen. And and she just, she would say, you have a gift that most wouldn't understand. Oh, sure. That's, that's, that's a step in the right direction. Right. Rather than you're crazy, you know, you have a gift a lot of people wouldn't understand. So tell me, where were you with your gift in your college years, your twenties? How, what, what, what's the next piece of your life? And when did this uh, 
a reawakening begin? Okay. So, well, when I was 19, yeah, I dreamed of being in a funeral home. There was a casket. Mm. There were two women talking, and I'm just watching it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the women said to the other woman, we need to get a red, white, and blue anchor because he was in the Navy. Oh. Well, of course, I woke up and I couldn't shake the dream because it was like, you know, who was that about? What's going to happen? About two weeks later, my dad passed away. Oh. And my, I'm sitting at the back of the, the room where they're going to view the body. Mm-hmm. And my aunt says to my mother, we need to have an anchor made of red, white, and blue carnations for his service in the Navy. Oh, and that it rocked me to my core. It was that is when I turned off my connection because I oh. I said if I can't change the situation, why am I seeing it? Oh, honey, oh my goodness, that is a huge question to ask. Exactly. Oh exactly. my! Oh wow! And you're so, only nineteen. Yes. And oh, I, darling. I told my mother, I said, if I can't change the outcome, I don't want to see anymore. Yeah. And I realized later on after awakening and studying that that's when I turned off that gift. Yeah. It was like I didn't want to see anymore. Sure. And so the universe said, okay, you don't need to see. You won't see. Don't worry about it. And then as far as the awakening process, uh, my mother transcended in 2005. And were you corporate, corporate during this time that you turned off? Because you, you referenced that in our conversation before the interview. Do you have anything that you want to say about that period of time when you were all full on corporate? (sighs) About that period of time, um, I had to, I was a, a manager mm-hmm. and, uh, well, I started as a receptionist mm-hmm. and after 30 something years, I, uh, ended up in management. So I managed a lot of people and, um, mm. I believed, you know, now I know that the angels were working with me. This was all this divine plan to get me out of my shell into communicating with people. I work very closely now with Archangel Gabriel and I I laugh because it's like, okay, I get it now. Uh, But managing in a style that treat, treating everyone equally, Mm. that everybody had a voice that. Everybody's valuable. Exactly. Everybody matters. Yes. We became a team. Yes. You know, when my, my, uh, president of our company would say, you know, I don't know what you're doing down there because I was the first female manager for this company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it is what he would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would always say, well, it's just teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a great team. And he would always say, but a team needs a leader. Mm-hmm. And so I really think, you know, that prepared me for after I left corporate, I became a president of a nonprofit. 
mm. and, and had to stand up and speak in front of two and 300 people at events. And wow. you know, here I am somewhat introvert. I don't like to be the spotlight. <laughs> and you have an international radio show every yeah. Tuesday. Tell yeah. us exactly where we can find it and what time it is. It is at 9 p.m. Eastern, and it is on blogtalkradio.com forward slash International Angels Network. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we explore everything spiritual, metaphysical, and mystical. Mm -hmm. And uh, on some of the shows, we open up on some of my shows, we open up the lines for uh, and free mini readings from the angels. Uh, or we do a meditation or we talk about whatever topic we're talking about. You know, last night, uh, one of our shows was, uh, the four keys to meta metamorphosis to Ooh. shifting, shifting your life. Oh, and, oh, oh, give us the cliff notes. <laughs> uh, basically a young woman from the Philippines was my guest and she teaches She's a spiritual coach and she mm -hmm. teaches the four keys to metamorphosis, which are persistence. Mm. You know, keep going, mm -hmm. just keep going. Mm -hmm. You've got to hit rock bottom before you can climb out. Mm -hmm. And acceptance mm -hmm. would be the next step. Acceptance meaning accept who you are, mm -hmm. that God, the masters, the angels, they love you for who you are. We are our biggest, biggest critics. Oh dear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We judge ourselves when we're not judged mm -hmm. except by our peers. You know, Archangel Michael, I'm going to get off the subject here a little bit. Sure. Um, when I first started doing this work and started being called to teach and Archangel Michael, I'm talking to him about, you know, what if they don't like it? Uh -huh. You know, this and, you know, my own interferes. And, and he said to me, unfortunately, <laughs> p humans are going to judge you. Mm-hmm. Why not have them judge you for who you truly are? Wow. And that spoke volumes to me. You know, accept yourself. You know, we all have a light and a dark side, the, the shadow side. And we have to love our shadow side because it's part of who we are. Yeah. And bring love that shadow side into the light, as I like to say. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, absolutely. And um, so... Anyway, that got off topic there. No, so that, but step, at the show, the show. Oh, that, and the third step, and the third step was this metamorphosis. The, um, the third step was spirit. Mm, beautiful. Once you hit rock bottom, you accept yourself. Then you accept spirit. Yes. Work with spirit. Work with spirit. And then the fourth step is grace. Oh, babe. Wow. Now listen, everyone. This is a, an amazing, amazing show. And we can go back and we can listen to it now, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. They're all held in the archives. You can okay. listen to all of our shows. Oh my goodness. You have such a, yeah, you have such a wonderful ease about you. And I just, I'm so interested that you're bringing so much your mission, your mission, as we spoke before we uh, launched this, this particular interview, your mission is to help people become aware. Exactly. As you have also have reached this second awareness. Now back to this uh, second aha moment that really changed everything for you. 
again after you were in the corporate world. Can you talk about that? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, uh, my book, Go Where They Are, I go into quite a bit of detail about it because cool. I realized in being guided to write the book, that was a healing journey for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably two months after my mother transcended. Mm-hmm. And I was cleaning and I opened a drawer and came across this beautiful little music box that she had given me. Oh. And I just started crying. And I'm listening to the music, and inside she had in, uh, had uh, engraved, always my daughter, now to my friend. Mm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to her <sighs> and telling her how much I miss her. Mm. And I hear, I'm right here. Oh. And I'm like, Mom? And she said, yes, baby girl, because baby girl was what she called me. Uh-huh. And I began to talk to her. I didn't think anything about it. I thought it was perfectly natural. Everything in me knew it was perfectly natural. Uh, able to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a year and a half later, my baby brother transcended. Oh. And oh. I have to tell you that I got mad at God. I was so angry. I kicked and I screamed and I yelled, cried myself to sleep. Oh, so sorry. Oh, the next morning I got up, I apologized to God because I knew that he didn't take my brother. My brother chose to leave. And I knew this from a near death experience that I had had in childbirth Oh, Uh, and seeing the hand come out in the golden light and Mm -hmm. being offered the hand and saying, I can't leave now. I still have a child. Yeah. And, um, so I knew everything in me knew. So for a couple of years, we rocked along. My mom, my brother, you know, we just chatted. <laughs> I uh, say that they were my life preserver. That well, they held me in grace. Oh, honey, were you at that point developing your spiritual business and your practice? What? Because no. you have no, really? No. Wow. It, I knew nothing about spirituality. Oh my. I, knew, I believed in God mm. and, um, and that's what I knew. Yeah. And it, you know, everybody could talk to their loved ones if they wanted to. That was just my belief. Are you, uh, do you go to church? No, I do okay. not. Okay. I left organized religion mm-hmm. when I was 14. Uh huh. Yeah. Because I couldn't buy into the teachings of right. organized religion. Um, so anyway, a couple of years rocked by, I met a friend who had lost her husband the same day that we met. Oh, no kidding. Oh my goodness. Um, we became (sighs) being president of this nonprofit and she was in the nonprofit. So I would call and check on her from time to time and reassure her through this time. I have to back up through this time. I had one grandson. And he was two or three, and he would talk to his Uncle Bubba, my brother. Oh. But he only met his Uncle Bubba when he was six months old. Ah. And uh, so this started an awakening for me, so to speak, that, yes, yes, okay. And then meeting her and, you know, just spending so much time with her and come to find out, you know, me telling her that, 
about Bubba coming and about that her husband was still there with her. And then long at, make, trying to make a long story short, it's okay. She had, Take your time. She had been, um, she had been in um, studying spirituality for over 30 years. Oh, isn't and that she wonderful? Was, <laughs> she uh, talks to spirit. Oh. And so, you know, God brought this teacher to me is the way I look at it. Sure. And so I explored so many different aspects of spirituality. And my awakening, I think, per se, was um, doing spirit releases. Um, wow. Now, I'm going to just pause a second just to let everyone know that this is how deep and wide your um, training has been and your commitment. You are a mystic intuitive and yes. author of how many books? Five or six books? At least. Uh, <laughs> you well, are five, five? Several books, but you can find all my writings on the uh author page on Amazon. All of my books are on Amazon. Diane Morgan, two ends. Um, you are a spiritual coach. You are a minister and a teacher. You are a crystal angelic healer, an angel therapy practitioner, an angel intuitive and medium, a spiritual clearing, release and healing. Now to your story, home and office clearing. So you have, we're doing clearing and releasing <laughs> yes yes my goodness wow i i really love how you just really went for it well i say that the that unbeknownst to me at the very beginning that the angels were like taking me on a scavenger hunt i would find one thing i would study mm. it i would practice and then I would ask questions and I'm talking to them and asking questions and I would get answers. But then that led me to another question, which led me on another hunt. Mm. And wow. that is my explanation of a spiritual seeker. Sure. Uh, and there's so many facets and, you know, there's none of us that can say that one way is the right way. Well, absolutely. We are all so unique. Yes, yes. And we have brought in different past life experiences that may drive this life experience. There you go. And Absolutely. Oh, I got angel bumps on that one, girl. Mm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, and, and everyone's path is, it's, it's profound. Exactly. And when we can connect and open up and pull all of that divine energy into our space, our exactly. body space. And heal, um, and you are a coach, so you mm-hmm. ha- so you have this, you know, full, you know, three hundred sixty degree uh, wheel that you can apply within, you know, in interaction and in in, in in partnership with someone. I'm really curious to hear from you. What is it that you see that is? Something that the angel, bringing the angels can help to heal. Does that make sense? I'm sorry, it's a backward question. No, yes. Um, It might be easier to say, what can't they heal? Oh, (laughs) wow. Wow. Angels um, were taught that they have specialties. So, you know, I teach a class that I call, there's an angel for that. Mm. Whatever you need, there's an angel for can we, okay, and, and why? Why is there an angel for that? How does it describe that? 
describe that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you see Uh, different colors? Do you see? I see the angel colors. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how does that manifest with you? Because obviously, (laughs) you know, they're there. I am very claircognate. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means that it's like they open up my crown chakra and drop it in there. Mm, Okay. Uh, I don't actually hear audio voices. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a knowing. Oh, yeah. And and clarisentient because when I ask for a sign and I get angel bumps or I say something that I know they're saying they're working through me because I believe on this journey – as we're elevating and ascending that we are just merging with spirit. Mm. And so therefore, if you're raising in vibration, you know, a lot of people, I'm going to back up here a minute because Archangel Michael's asking me to say this. Okay. Um, a lot of people compare their journeys and their paths to others. Mm. Yes. And we have to understand, and this was something that Michael said to me early on when I wanted to know it all and how come that person could do this and I can't do that. And you know, why do they understand this? I want to understand that. And, and he said, you can't get from zero to God at 60 miles an hour. The human body would implode. Mm, yeah. So I take that as, okay, we learn, which is raising our, our, Energy Um, vibration. Our awareness. Exactly. Raising Mm -hmm. our awareness, raising our vibration. And the body has to adjust to that new energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then once the body adjusts to it, we we learn something else. Something else happens and we are raising more in vibration. Again, there's a lull. So people say that I don't feel like I'm connected. And I'm like, but you're always connected. There's Ah. no thing as not being connected. Mm. If we come from God's spark, there's no way we're not connected. <laughs> but 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 they say I don't feel connected because dot dot dot. What do you think? What what well, gets in our way? What gets in our way is the ego and okay. the mind will always want to pull us back to what's comfortable, mm, which is not spirit. Which is not spirit exactly. Yeah, because what's comfortable in this culture? I'm gonna just digress for a minute. I'll probably edit this out because sometimes I can't bear to hear my own voice. But, you know, in this culture, the culture has been oriented to something that's quite dark. Exactly. And I'm very interested in bringing back around this power of the goodness and the possibility and the connection and the miracles and the magic and Mm -hmm. all the great ways that we are all one because I believe that we are all thriving at that level yes. already, already. Yes. How do yeah. we bring that into business? How do we bring that into awareness? How do we bring that into our lives and, and bless you? There you are in Texas doing <laughs> this healing work, doing this healing work. Wow. What is your life? Like now you have your show on Tuesday night and mm-hmm. people need to tune into that. And then you have a, another, you have so many practices or so many modalities. What is your, what is your week like? Where are your, where are your clients? Do you do uh, local things? Do you do hands-on healing? Do you do? I do. I do uh local things with um, 
the people in my area where I don't live in a very big area. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally I go into San Antonio and do a metaphysical festival or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way I can offer the healing practices to cool. other people mm-hmm. uh, outside of my area because mm-hmm. it's like a 45 minute drive to where I live. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in the city don't want to make that 45 minute drive, but you know, I keep saying everybody loves Canyon Lake, so they've got to come here sooner or later. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. What you're doing is really encouraging people to bring out that light. Oh. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. Right? Uh, you know, like I said, I believe that we're all light workers and light warriors. Uh, and I believe our mission here is to ignite that passion, that flame, that fire within others mm. so that they can take that and pass the torch, light that passion and flame in someone else mm. so that we're building you know, I, I totally and truly believe in the new golden age in 2032 and in unity and love and compassion that we can get there. Mm-hmm. Humanity can get there. And, um, you know, there are so many people that, you know, we're all gifted. I truly believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't believe that God would give a gift to one person and not another. It's how you choose to use it. Um, but to bring the awareness of this to the masses mm-hmm. where they understand they're not alone, that there are so many people like them out there, you know, especially our young people that are awakened and they don't know what to do with this. Oh, we wow. Have to, we have to guide them. We have to, we have to help them. We have to accept them so they know that they're not different, that, that this is perfectly natural. Well, you know, I think what's at the core of that is for them to experience unconditional love and acceptance in the shape and form of other people as well, because Mm -hmm. there needs to be these, these, these nurturing figures who are in our society. And and I'm talking about teachers like you who go in front of people and say, you know, you are loved unconditionally. I mean, you really are. You know, I mentor a little girl that she, uh, I've been mentoring her. I say little girl, she's in her twenties for the last few years Mm -hmm. because, um, her, her home life, they're very religious. Mm -hmm. Um, she's talking to the devil, Oh uh, (laughs) you know, and she couldn't meditate and and I'm getting, got her there to meditation to, you know, I would tell her I can see the beautiful colors around you and, and getting her into a deep, deep meditation to let go. Oh, good. And to let the angels start working with her. You know, most of us think if you see angels, you're going to see this body standing in front of you. And I had been seeing angels before I ever knew I was seeing angels. Mm. What did you uh, see? What did I you would see? see? These magnificent colors when Ooh. I would close my eyes or when I was in meditation or when, you know, I believe if I call on Archangel Michael, that it's Archangel Michael who comes and answers me. I can't always distinct distinguish between which angel unless I'm calling them by name or their message. Since mm-hmm. I have studied them extensively, uh, the message that they're bringing, if it's a message of comfort 
uh, about some type of change in my life, then I know it's Archangel Azrael that's there with me. Um, but I would see all these beautiful, wonderful colors. And at the time I was going to a mentor and I had drawn, drew a card that morning that said, make a wish. And mm. I said, okay, my wish is I want to see angels. Oh, I want to see angels. You're telling me to make a wish. I want to see angels. So I went to my session with him and we get ready uh, for me to go into meditation. And, mm-hmm. and I said, oh yeah, I said, <laughs> uh, I drew a make a wish card this morning and I wish to see angels. And mm-hmm. he just kind of smiled and chuckled and he said, okay. And so, you know, I, I do my meditation and I come out and I'm like, I didn't see any angels. All I saw were these beautiful, beautiful colors oh. <laughs> all the time. And he started laughing and he said, well, when you said, I want to see angels, Michael said, she sees us, but she is unaware. Mm. And so that was my first aha moment Mm. that most of us see the archangels and our guardian angels as colors, different Mm. colors. So which that led me to color to study the halo colors of the angels. And that's how I teach about the archangels is by their halo colors, because that is what most of us associate with. That's what we see. We don't see very few people have have had an angel stand in front of them. People are going to be able to find you at www.dianemorgan.com and two ends with Diane. And Diane, you have these books, you have this angel navigation, uh, Facebook page, right? (laughs) And what else do you just offer in your everyday bounty? Do you go to your Facebook page and post? Oh, yes. Oh, Uh, good. That's great. I pull cards for Mm, the week. Nice. Those. And uh, we also have an angel navigation group that people are welcome to join. Nice. It is, you know, I've invited, we just started that this year's, uh, Spirit guided me to, when I say spirit, I'm talking about God, Jesus, ascended masters, angels, archangels, spirit guides. Now, my overall glomit is just spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they guided me to start the group where I invite people just to talk about angels. Mm-hmm. You know, Great. if you have a question or, you know, we had an angel come up the other day that I have yet to learn about or work with that a woman was talking about. She uh, had seen this angel and had interaction with this angel. And then someone out of the UK commented, this was the angel that came to her. Which it made my heart sing because this is exactly what I wanted the pay, the group to do, oh. to act and to teach each other. Oh, and- that's beautiful. That is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Congratulations. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Golly, that's exhilarating to hear <laughs> about. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Now, we're going to either talk all afternoon or we're actually going to take a True. Deep, deep breath, <laughs> um, which we just can't do. Yeah. Um, I would love to just take a deep breath and you take a deep breath and, or not, and just take the last five or 10 minutes and just anything that comes to your mind and into your heart and through your chakra. Okay. I just want everyone to know that we're all in this together 
building this wonderful, loving world and, and nurturing each other and sharing with each other that I, you know, I don't take any credit for what I, I share with people because it comes from a higher place. And I think that that's what we're supposed to do with it. We're supposed to, to help the masses feel and know and understand this love and which is the love of God. You know, that's our mission here basically is to learn love, to love each other and to share with each other and to, to help each other where we can. Um, I wanted to say to those out there that are just beginning to awaken. Uh, and as I said, I don't really like to choose that word. I say becoming aware becoming aware of this God-given gift that you were given. Because again, if we come from God's spark, we've always been connected. So it is mainly becoming aware of that connection. And, you know, I studied everything I could get my hands on. I took workshops. I kept talking to the angels, asking questions. And the main thing I did is I practiced. And I still do. Um, I asked. The most important thing is to ask, ask them for help, ask them to show you, ask them to give you signs. And they give us signs every day in every way when we open our hearts and not just our minds and pay attention. Um, the free, you know, you have to ask because we have free will and, and that is creator's law. And even he does not disobey his own law. And I can tell you every workshop I have ever taught being claircognizant, I see Michael in the back of the room in my mind's eye and he is spelling out in huge, large letters, ask, because we all forget to do it. Even myself from time to time, I forget to do it, but that's, that's the person, the the biggest thing that you can do is to ask and to just go with it. Just listen to your heart and, and just go with it. And, you know, I don't believe that I was chosen. I believe I was open to the idea of the angels. And then I begin to, to ask them and to work with them. And I, I believe we, each and every one of us can communicate with the angels and that's why um, I love helping others become aware of their own connection. And I do this through interactive workshops and, and ha them having hands-on experiences. And when I say there's an angel for that, there's a, if there's a specialty here on earth, there's a specialist in heaven. If I need a plumber, you know, anything mechanical, electronic, I ask Archangel Michael to lead me to the right one. Uh, if I need to write a prayer or a speech, I ask Archangel Gabriel, which I say I take angeltation when I'm when I'm writing for books or or magazines. And if I need healing, then I'm talking with Archangel Raphael and his healing band of angels. And just so many things that we don't think about. If you need a babysitter, call on Archangel Gabriel and ask Gabriel to help you find the right one. Call on uh, Mother Mary, who is queen of the angels. And they work hand in hand with children. If you have children that have um, learning disabilities and you need some help with those, Archangel Metatron and Archangel Gabriel, you know, I believe that 
they just learn a different way. And Metatron works with sensitive children. So there are, you know, it's the angels can work with us in our day to day life when we ask. So that's the biggest thing that I hope that you take away from this is that you do have the ability that it takes time. It takes patience. You have to practice. But most of all, you have to ask. Wow. That's wonderful. Wonderful, Diane. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you and Mm. and to discuss angels. You know, as I said, when you say, what do I do when I work with them? I said, it'd be easier to tell you what I don't do because Mm. I've invited them into my life, whether I'm working with clients, doing angel guidance readings or the crystal angelic healing they brought to me in a dream world, Mm. whether teaching, speaking, writing, eating, sleeping, uh, you know, taking a sea salt bath. Mm-hmm. I invite the angels to join me. Benefited from it, please, for heaven's sake, share it with your friends. If you loved it and want to hear more, go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels, where you can listen and subscribe. Thank you so much.